It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. VIP Lounge brought to you as always by our friends at the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top rated sportsbook app. Don't forget to subscribe wherever you get your podcast and leave us a five star review. I'm Lindsay Smith. That's Saul. That's Espo. And the Phoenix Suns have won their sixth straight game after taking down the LA Clippers 103.96. They're also now 23 and 3 in games involving crunch time minutes. That jazz music's feeling pretty nice right about now. No, it gets even better right now. Give me that funky sax. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. This game was closer, longer than I had hoped for. Oh, I think everybody was like, what? <laughs> I think that was the mood. Like, what? <laughs> what? But, uh, you know, as usual, once that five-minute mark hit, mm-hmm. Clutch Time Suns, led by... Chris CP3. Paul. And a like little book thrown in there, too. A little bit book, but it was Miguel. mostly... Little was, Jay Crowder? It was, it was mostly CP3. Yeah. I, yeah. I just he, love every once in a while, you just have to talk me off the ledge. You got to remind me. It's crunch time, sons. <laughs> yeah. So calm down. Yeah. And so then... Uh, now yeah, we got and it. you're so humble it about like, it, too. Like, hey, just we chill. got the point guard on our team. We are in a good place. It's a great place to be. It's so it was so fitting that right after the Suns entered clutch time, Chris Paul immediately knocked out a three. Like it was just such a perfect moment all around to remind us once again why he is the point god. Absolutely. Uh, listen, we're gonna get to it in a little bit, or should we just start off with it? Um, let's get to it in a little. Bit. I mean, if we're gonna talk about it, we might as well just go ahead and talk about it. Let's go to the bar first. Okay, let's go. Let's go to the bar. (laughs) It's the nut shot. In honor of this was Shane's doing. Let's just make that very clear tonight. Uh, Devin Booker, uh, literally, literally stepping back while also hitting his defender in the nuts at the same time with a little flick of the wrist. A little little wavo flick, right there. It was beautiful. Nasty pedos. Do you feel like that was really intentional? Yes. When you watch the one angle of it, there's no doubt it was intentional. He flicked his hand right at it. You like, always got to cover the McNuggets. <laughs> like, he knew what he was doing. <laughs> I mean, it's just such a random thing to do in an NBA game. Is I feel it? like, I mean, at least that obvious if it you're doing it intentionally and it's fair, that obvious. It wasn't that obvious unless you watched the replay and it was a specific 
angle of the replay that you noticed that what yeah. he did. Like it was like he had flashbacks to rocking around in high school and just getting guys. That's what it felt okay. like, though, right? Like <laughs> yeah. it felt like when you were like joking <laughs> exactly, around with your yeah, friends. That's exactly was, what we would do in high school. It was a Mitch school. Cup yeah. We were like, hey, cup check, boom. Yeah. Like, oh shit. Oh, exactly. Oh. That's mm-hmm. why it felt so weird. I don't know. I don't you, know that we need to talk about did not, that anymore. You obviously did not grow up as a boy. <laughs> this is true. I did not. <laughs> that was no, not a weird Nobody move. did a cup check to Lindsay. <laughs> uh, we can guarantee that. Uh, <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> you just yeah. made this awkward. <laughs> I did. <laughs> yes. You're like, okay. Yeah. <laughs> because now I was like, wasn't expecting oh, that. I don't know what to do with my hands. Moment. I wasn't expecting that to really be how this whole thing started. <laughs> would you, so, Would you like us to come check you? Whoa. No, thank you. Hey, hey. HR, Saul. <laughs> Lord, have mercy. <laughs> I believe okay. You, I believe you meant point God, have mercy. Yeah, point God. Somebody got to have mercy because we struggling over here. Uh do you want to name our draft king of the game off yes, the top? Yes, I do. Okay, chat weigh oh. in. Let us know who you think tonight's draft king and let us king know of the game should be. Who you think placed the crown tonight? Yeah, it's either the intern, Shane, or myself. All right, tonight's draft king, king of the game is of course Chris Paul coming in clutch once again. He finished with seventeen points, fourteen assists, five rebounds. His team best 31st double-double of the season and his season-long fifth straight. Chris Paul is our draft king, king of the game. Espo, what do you think about that crown placement? I'm going to leave the crown placement alone. What the hell are Chris Paul's hands doing? In this yeah, story? that's a weird, a weird, weird photo. Is he cup checking somebody? <laughs> it, it looks like he's picking somebody up off the ground. Cup check or no cup check? What are we doing here? I... Uh, the crown placement was fine. I mean, but the photo was an odd choice. And what it, about it, Chris Paul? It was uh, hey, Chris Paul was just I listen. Like I said, at the five minute mark, he hit a three, and they called timeout. And from that point on, it was kind of like, all right, we're off to the races. Shortly thereafter, they hit a couple oops, and it was just it was fun basketball for that last five. I now find myself bored with the rest of the game until we get to the last five minutes <laughs> just to see how they're going to pull it out. Give me crunch time, damn it. I love it. I, just, I love it. It wasn't even the, the three and stuff for me. CP3 just toying with guys, the dribbling, the backing out, the setting setting up for the alley-oops that happened. Like, and, then, and then two plays later when he had the ball, basically they played – played the alley-oop and he just went in for a layup like he literally toys with opponents in that in that clutch time it's 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 a beautiful thing yeah i mean when does he not kind of toy with his opponent it's totally different come that crunch time (laughs) it is true it's like a whole nother level it's like he goes okay i kind of messed with you now I'm I'm going all out. Like I'm I'm gonna make you look like a fool in in this crunch time. He's a sicko. What can we say? It's Chris Paul, as long as he's on your team, you gotta love him. That's for sure. Uh, tonight, Chris Paul again is our draft king, king of the game. I know a lot of people were saying uh, Mikel Bridges. Timothy said I liked Mikel Bridges tonight slightly more. Honestly, Mikel Bridges was a close second choice. We a, definitely yeah. had him on the list of people. That we were kind of thrown around out there. I think it just kind of came down again to those crunch time minutes that really helped seal this deal. But Mikel was 
one of the pieces on this team that really sparked yes. that sort of yeah. turning things around there in the third quarter. He was the boost of energy this team kind of needed. Listen, and if it weren't for the Suns blowing that lead and forcing the, you know, like CP3 to have to be CP3 and book to be book in the last five minutes, Mikhail probably would have been mm-hmm. the player of the game. But yeah. because they had blown that lead, now you're in the crunch time minutes. It's always about the last five minutes when it's tied. Um, that's why we went the CP3 route. But Mikhail was right there. He was great offensively. I think yeah. I love how confident he's looking. And there was a stretch there between him and, and DA where it was like no matter where they touched the ball on the court, they were going to score. Um, and, you know, and DA was, was fantastic for a little stretch there. And then he kind of fell apart a little bit, um, which we'll get to in a little bit. It just, again, Mikhail is just growing and growing and growing. And, and somebody pointed out on Twitter, this is another element. Like there's so many elements to what the Suns didn't have last year, despite getting to the finals that they now seemingly have this year. Mikhail scoring is it's, one of those. Yeah. Honestly, I feel like this is, I don't think it's crazy to say this team is better than last year's oh, yeah. team. And oh, for Mikel Bridges specifically, so he finished with 19 points, 12 of those coming in the third quarter alone. He has now scored 10 or more points in a career-best 10 consecutive games. He also had nine rebounds, by the way. But those 10 consecutive games of 10 or more points, that's what I think is most notable because we've talked about this a lot all season. Monty, at the very beginning of the season, they wanted Mikel to be that third option. We weren't exactly sure if Mikel was going to be that third option or not. To me, it feels like he's finally figured it out. He's coming into truly solidifying that third option. And then maybe maybe different nights, different teams, Cam Johnson can be like a third B, if well, that makes sense. You yeah. know what I mean? Or DA, yeah. Yeah, or yeah. DA. Well, Mikhail, gone are those nights where we're getting six points, right? Which was which was always the frustrating thing. He'd have a 19-point night, and then he'd have followed up with a six-point night. Mm-hmm. We're not seeing that now. We're getting that consistency that, that we wanted – to see out of him offensively. So when you can pencil him in with that, again, it it sounds like we say this over and over, but you almost have to with this team. They're next to unbeatable when you get get that kind of production. Now, are they better at this point than last year's team? Yes. Does it carry over into the playoffs? We're going to have to see. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, you know, we all know things change a little bit in the playoffs and defense is – tighten up but if this Suns team continues to get this production under McHale it's going to be crazy. I think uh, somebody had just put in the uh, chat that on TNT they said in 75 crunch time minutes the Suns are a plus 86 they're also 36 and 0 when leading after the third quarter like you don't want to see them in the fourth quarter if it's a close game Mm -mm. period and if they have a lead going into the fourth quarter like it's just it's curtains like again I can't remember the last time I've seen a team this efficient all the way around, uh, all around. Like, it's just, it's beautiful, beautiful basketball. And it's only going to get better when they stop playing Alfred Payton. So, and they're 47 and 0 when they lead at the final buzzer. So. Hey, yo. Look at you. <laughs> <laughs> Analytics. That's what you come here for. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's always so great. To see like the younger guys sort of figure it out more and more each time around. I know we've talked about this so many times, but I just think we got so lucky with Mikel Bridges and Cam Johnson. Like 
as a whole, right? They're amazing players. They're developing pretty quickly. And they're really good chemistry locker room guys. Like, those were two really solid pickups for this team overall. Oh, yeah. I mean, the alternative uh, to those two were were players that are struggling on other teams, barely getting any run, and really not doing anything in the league. So, especially for Mikhail, I, I just remember when, when they drafted Mikhail, I know there was some rumblings about how, you know, you know James Jones and, and it really was a, a Ryan McDonough had liked Mikhail, but not a lot of people really knew much about Mikhail outside of the fact that he had won two national championships mm-hmm. at Villanova. And when he first got here, it was like, okay, here's this scrawny kid who is going to have to bulk up and can he develop the way the Suns need him to develop to really help out Devin Booker? And man, has he shown out and shown through time and time again. You saw glimpses of it his first year. And then you add Cam to that mix, and it's like you had the blueprint right in front of you with Mikhail. Yeah. And Cam's a little bit of a different player, obviously. He could shoot the three at a higher clip. But it's just, it, again, those two together are probably the two – best four and five guys you could possibly hope for in the league. Mm-hmm. It, the twins. The So it's my understanding that wasn't a McDonough pick. McHale. Well, he was that, the GM at the time. That so it was a, a more of a James Jones thing. The guy McDonough wanted was Shea Gilgis Alexander, which they had a deal done for, and uh, it got kiboshed uh, internally. So, which, so yeah. Which, again... Wouldn't have been the most horrible no, thing in the world, but, but we're glad we have Mikhail. He never wound up with CP3 in that case either. A whole uh, lot of weird I craziness. All that. So, but yeah, you got. It, it, but that shows you whoever it was. Thanks, appreciate yeah, it. Well, exactly. That shows you. <laughs> that shows you how sometimes it's better to be lucky than good too. In these cases, where okay, one little thing changes and you wind up with Mikhail Bridges in this situation where he's the defensive stalwart of your team. Mm-hmm. He's he's a guy that is huge for your chemistry based on on his personality. I mean, he is very much a linchpin for this team and their success. Yeah. Um, I just have to take a minute real quick because I've been taking a lot of L's today and I need this W. Uh, Tizdu in the chat said, here to congratulate L-Dog on the correct seven-point prediction. So... Thank you, Shane. Appreciate you. Who really, calls you L Dog? Yeah, I've actually when, had. When, when they said that, I was like, "It's fine." Why? Who the hell's L Dog? I don't. I don't <laughs> care. Well, thank you, Shane. Thank you. I don't care. There's it's been fine. way too much barking with Espo lately. Yeah, way too much. Uh, I know. I just like needed a, to take my W's where I can like, get them because they're they're very few and far in between these sounds days. Sounds like Cujo when he was getting choked out. <laughs> but we are in Again. a good spot. Again, another thirty year old reference. <laughs> from you and i'm the old guy on the show you can keep saying that over and over again but yes you are the old guy on the show um we're we're so lucky to have those two on our team so super would you give the people what they want already what do they want you know what they want oh you i don't give a shit if you say it but they do so give it to them The Phoenix Suns (laughs) are the best team in the NBA. Suck it, jabronis. Suck it, Clippers. Suck it, Warriors. Why the Warriors? Why not the Warriors? (laughs) Why the Warriors? They're just going to throw random teams in with them. The Bucks. That's exactly what it is. The Nets. Who else? Who else wants some? Hmm. Hmm. 
Denver. Suck at the Anaheim Amigos of the ABA. <laughs> I don't know. What do you want? I don't know. Actually, an actual ABA team, by the way, back in the day. I'll get us back on track, though, because speaking of Mikel, we have to talk about the fact that NBA.com, the defensive player ladder today, had Mikel Bridges in second. And um, I'm happy with this. I would love to have him in first place, but the fact that he's actually even in the conversation now, which I tried to bring this up when the Suns first played the Warriors at the beginning, earlier on in the season, that we need to start having the conversations about Mikel Bridges, Defensive Player of the Year. And I think it was a little too soon, maybe a little premature for everyone to really get on board with, but I'm glad that it's finally there. We've reached that point where now it's more mainstream. I don't think anybody in Sunsdom felt like that was an outreach or something that they could yeah I said them. <laughs> there you go uh yeah, like I just I've I felt like we've been on that train for a while about Mikhail being I feel possibly, like there it, were a couple it, people if, who were, there if, were people who were saying he should be on an all defensive team but that defensive player of the year might have been a stretch it, it might have been a stretch within Sun's world it still might be a stretch but like he's definitely last year he didn't even get nominated for defensive uh, all defensive team which was an atrocity he will definitely be on it this year and he's going to be in the running for defensive player of the year this year as well uh whether he gets it or not it's still it's still awesome that he, people can are starting to see that he's a top 5 defensive player in the league he mm-hmm. is Cool. I, right. No, look, you can. The He's last considering thing, his thoughts. The, the last, yeah, I usually say whatever <laughs> comes to my mind. But uh, I, look, the last time I checked, you could get plus. I still think it was plus thirty five hundred on Mikael Bridges to win Defensive Player of the Year. Like that's that's how there still isn't a, a true belief in it. It's great that NBA.com has him in that uh, on that ladder, but I. I'd take that plus 3,500. I, I think there's a very good chance that he gets recognized as the defensive player of the year. Uh, the Suns obviously didn't get the love in the All-Star game, but I think a lot of the postseason stuff, All-NBA, All-Defensive Team, Defensive Player of the Year, uh, you know, hopefully Coach of the Year, all should be uh, in play for this team. And, and McHale's done everything you could ask defensively. Honestly, I feel like if this the players on this team get snubbed in some of those seasonal awards, I would be more disappointed than snubs from the All-Star game. Because yeah. you could, in theory, right, make the argument that the All-Star game is a popularity contest. Mm-hmm. But these postseason awards are supposed to be based more on statistics more on like impact from players and not really have anything to do it's, as much with popularity. Tell, it's tell Monty gonna, that last it's, year. It's going to be very, very hard to overcome Giannis for defensive player of the year. Well, somebody it, who was it? Somebody brought up in the chat. I hope they give Giannis. Oh, Vince said, I hope they give Mikel defensive player of the year and Giannis can have MVP so that they, I can they take another W and also like win that. some cash they, on drafting. They, they don't that look at nice. things from a sentimental point like no. that. They just don't. Yes, but how often does a player win both? Does that happen a lot? No, it doesn't happen very often. Yeah, I mean, right. You know, I feel like they wouldn't the be like, hey, Giannis, here's MVP and Defensive Player of the Year. If he's that good, yes, they will. Well, do you they, think he deserves like, that mo- right now? Most, most, most really, really good players that win um, MVP have not traditionally been like 
stalwarts on defense. They've been they've been good, but they haven't been like dominant. Like LeBron, think about LeBron, KD, like Westbrook. They're all good yeah. defensively, but they're not the greatest. Um, other guys have won it because they've been better defensively than those guys. Well, with Giannis, you can't really say that. Giannis is just as good a defender as he is on the offensive side of the ball. Um, so that's the one exception to the rule, and it just happens to come at this point in time in in a in a time where Mikael Bridges is one of the best defensive players in the league. He's gonna get he's gonna get a first or second team nod. Monty should win Coach of the Year because he got screwed over last year. Uh, but again, it's not with the coaches and the players. I think the coaches are the ones that vote on some of this stuff, right? Uh, it's a media and coaches, isn't it? Okay, or, well, who who voted in this latest poll or this latest ranking? That's just NBA. That's just NBA. So it has nothing that, to do no, with him, just, like them actually no, checking no, in with no, people. No, no. you don't think just, so? No. no, that's one writer at NBA.com going. Here's my my defensive player ladder. So Taboo's tidbits super chat dollar ninety nine. Thank you, uh, Mikael Bridges comp a right handed Tayshawn Prince. That's a pretty good comp. Yeah, I, I like that comp. Accurate. Look tonight on the TNT broadcast, uh, they were bringing up how Ty Lu deserves consideration for Coach of the Year and maybe is even a front runner for Coach of the Year. How damn insulting is that? That's a sub five hundred team, and you've got Monty Williams on the other on the other half of the sideline, sitting there with the best record in the NBA, doing one of the best jobs we've ever seen in helping change a culture in the NBA. A guy that got screwed last year out of winning Coach of the Year that deserves it a million times more than Ty Lue. Congratulations, you lost your two stars and you've played mediocre. Like, that does not make you a Coach of the Year in my mind. Well, I mean, he does. he's a good coach. He gets a lot out of his I'm players. I'm not saying he's not a good coach. But I do agree with you that it was more, in my opinion, again, more disrespectful that they had the conversation of potential Coach of the Year candidates during a game where the Suns were playing and they didn't even mention Monty's name. Yeah, not even once. It was all, oh, Ty yeah. Lue's done such an amazing job. But, some, you know, some, but TNT, sometimes, some of these, they sometimes they list, like Sometimes it's also about like, okay, it, it's it's stupid. It's absolutely stupid that money, Monty would get punished for having CP3 and Booker compared to like the Knicks last year who had Randall and a bunch of scrubs, right? Like, and he won it because they, the 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 perception was that maybe Thibodeau did more with less, which is bullshit. It's absolute bullshit. But it's hard to overcome that narrative. And Tyron Lue, listen, he coached a good uh, a good game tonight. Like his team plays hard. They play. They 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 come up with good game plans against the Suns, but they still don't have two key figures. And if they had Paul George and Kawhi Leonard, they wouldn't even be talking about Ty Lue at all. They wouldn't be talking about him possibly being coach of the year because they know that those two guys are the reason why they're winning. Yeah. It's a, it's an unfortunate coincidence and circumstance, and I hope Monty's able to overcome it because it would be very unfortunate for him to get screwed two years in a row because some other guy on another team whose team is trash, it just appeared to be like they did more than with less. You know what? Uh, I actually... I'm changing my mind on the Thibodeau thing from last year for one very distinctive reason. He had Alfred Payton starting for him at point guard at multiple times during that year. 
And we've seen that firsthand again. So maybe he ha- did have a little magic <laughs> to be able to win with him as a starting point guard. Uh, also, chat, Shane is the one that did the crown placement tonight. That's right. We forgot to tell you guys who placed the crown. My bad. Um, he also picked the picture, too. So. Well, you know. <laughs> Do you want recency? You also, right. Can we talk about Alfred Payton for a second? Straight trash, homie. Let me read this ad read, and then you can talk about Alfred Payton. How about that? We'll make a deal. So I got to tell all the Hoops fans out there about the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. It is too good to pass up. We're talking between the legs, 360 windmill, good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It is that simple. DraftKings Sportsbook customers can also bet on the NBA with same-game parlays. So combine multiple bets from the same game for a bigger payout. The more legs you add, the more money you can win. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable. Best of all, you can deposit and withdraw your cash whenever you want. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use that promo code PHNX. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. With the promo code PHNX at DraftKings Sportsbook. Just a reminder... That is 21 and older only, Arizona only. Gambling problem, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. New customers only, minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Saul, what do you want to talk about with Alfred Payton? I am, listen, I was hard on Landry Shamit. Mm-hmm. Landry Shamit is not playing right now. He's injured. So mm-hmm. I have to Correct. I have to turn my focus to somebody else. And damn, I do not like watching this guy play basketball. It is rough. It is an uncomfortable experience to watch Alfred Payton try to maneuver his way around a court. And it almost feels like he has blinders on 95% of the time. I don't mean to shit on the guy because he's a good, nice guy. He is. He's a nice guy. I like the guy. But the basketball player leaves a lot to be desired. And when you just acquired Aaron Holiday, I feel like we need to see more Aaron and more Holiday and less Alfred and less Peyton. Because Alfred Peyton on that court is just an uncomfortable watch. It literally is an uncomfortable watch. Like I'm watching him go down the court and I'm like, where's he going to go with this? Like when Chris Paul comes down the court, you kind of have an idea like, okay, he's going to try and set something up. You can kind of see what's going on, and then all of a sudden maybe he makes a surprise pass or he makes the standard pass. Alfred Payton, his surprise passes are like to the other team. Uh, he he goes, to, goes to the basket. He's missing layups, bunnies. Like it's just – it's so hard to watch. I mean, listen, I'm sure soon enough you will see less and less of Alfred Payton, whether that's – because we're playing in the buyout market or because Aaron Holiday figures it out a little bit more and takes over some of those minutes. Like, like I want to move on to Aaron Holiday, but I'll on. let you ask about have your but, moment. Well, that, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> Alfred Payton is like going to the gym wearing a pair of underwear that's, that's a size to too small. I was trying to avoid right? the pun. It's just <laughs> when can you avoid any of it's that? It's like come on. It's just that's what we know and love about Espo. Yeah. It's awkward, it's uncomfortable. Like everything I say on the show, I, I just I, I I'm done. I don't need to see any more Alfred Payton. Yeah. Give me Aaron Holiday. Give me campaign when he's back with with Aaron Holiday playing the two. 
I just I don't need to see any more Alfred Payton. Like Howie Dewey says, zero court awareness. Like Aaron Holiday was in the game. Aaron Holiday is a better um, attacker to the rim, and he's a better distributor than Alfred Payton. But every time those two were on the court, it was like Alfred made it a point to go opposite Aaron every time. Like Aaron Holiday, outside of maybe one three-point shot and a turnover, you would have never known he was on the court because he didn't get to touch the rock hardly at all. And I'm sitting there watching Aaron. He's open on the other side. He's moving. He's He's got a, 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 an idea of what the offense is supposed to be. But Peyton, man, he's just in his own world. He's doing his own thing, and I, it, it's it's hard. It's it, it's just very hard. I, I'm gonna stop because it's just it's not fair to Alfred Payton, and I don't want to trash the guy too much. So that's where I'm gonna stop. Alfred Payton is the Walmart Aaron Holiday. Aaron plays hard nosed defense, and he, he's already proven that he can integrate himself into the offense. I just there's no point in seeing Alfred Payton anymore. Also, Aaron Holiday. Is a motherfucking dog. I love Aaron Holiday. Twice. Yeah. At the rim. At the rim. Yeah, one of them was called for a foul, and I could not believe that he got to that shot block at all. Uh, I thought it was somebody else until they showed yeah. the replay. I was like, oh, my gosh. And then um, uh, and then he did get a block shot um, later on. His defensive awareness I, I is just is very, very good, and um, that's a, a nice – I knew he was a good defensive player. I didn't know how good his shot was going to be. If he would get the ball a little bit more to be able to shoot a little bit more, I, I'm i very confident in Aaron Holiday. Just, we just need more, more, more of it. I think that's the thing that a lot of times you can point to with Alfred Payton is is defense. He always plays very hard on defense. But so Aaron if, Holiday plays harder defense. Right, so that's what I'm saying. <laughs> if Aaron Holiday can provide that as well as some offense – then it almost becomes like his replacement, basically. And it's unfortunate for Alfred Payton. But, I mean, Aaron Holiday, he had a really good start tonight. In his first two minutes of him being in the game, he threw a lob to JaVale McGee, knocked down a three, and then forced a turnover. That that was a solid two minutes of him entering this game. And that three was was just straight, I'm pulling up from from 30, and I'm doing it confidently and hitting nothing but net. Yeah. I, I... I've never felt that confidence from Alfred Payton. Everything feels hesitant and rightfully so when you see what he does on offense. When you're a guard and you cannot shoot, like it sounds silly, but you have absolutely eliminated almost every part of your game because the bigs are down low. It's difficult for you to get your shot off. And unless you get a clear path, there's basically no chance you're going to score. So you got to look to pass. Defenses know that. Uh, Aaron Holiday doesn't have those problems. So Aaron Holiday is also 25. Alfred Payton is 27. So got a couple years between the two of them. What does that matter? It means that you <laughs> you might have more time to get to give to Aaron to develop to become even better by the time he's 27. Oh, I thought you were using that as a, like an age excuse for why Alfred was so bad. No, no, like, no. I'm saying, I'm like saying if you're going to invest in one or you. the other I got you. and they're already pretty even with some potential for Aaron to be better, yeah. two years is a is a big difference. Lindsay likes her third string point guards young is what she's trying to tell you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I honestly, you know, Espo and I kind of brought this up while we're watching the game. I'm really excited for when campaign gets back to see and how gets that to one play goes down. with Aaron Holiday. Yeah. I think 
that might be the most dynamic backcourt coming off the bench in the league because that's going to be fun. And those dudes are going to get after it. Oh, man, I, I'm I'm so excited They're for that. They're both going to run the court like crazy too. Like, yeah, that'll be fun. He just seems like – I think a lot of people are comparing him to like Javon Carter as far as like Ooh. Aaron Holiday. Are we not talking about Aaron Holiday yeah, still? No, no, okay. no, I know. I, I, I was just making, making sure. sure. Um, as far as like the energy, the amount of energy he seems to have and brings when he enters into the game. I think he – well, I, I get the comparison. I think he's a, a more athletic version of Javon Carter. He's not limited physically. He's almost like CP3. CP3 will, will absolutely get posted up by center and hold his own. Aaron Holiday could do the same thing. That's the difference. Whereas uh, you put Javon Carter on there, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he tries. All right, I'm going to transition us to a couple other players we can hand out some flowers to. Um, first and foremost, I do want to give uh, Jay Crowder a little bit of love. I can guarantee that Monty said something post game about Jay mm-hmm. Crowder and the defensive mm-hmm. effort he had late in this game. Um, he only had five points uh, in this game, but he had three steals. I believe two of them came in clutch time minutes. Yeah, so. he looked like a cornerback out there. Yeah, he also had six rebounds, but I we got to give a little what love to Jay Crowder. Five. Oh, uh, two of five okay. from the yeah. field, one of three. No, like, in the last five minutes, listen, if we're going to give Chris Paul love for crunch time minutes offensively, Jay Crowder gets almost just as much love defensively in those crunch time minutes mm-hmm. because and again a couple couple games ago I talked about like I'm ready to move on to Cam Johnson down the stretch this is another reason why I could be wrong is because defensively boss man brings it he does really important things mm-hmm. I could be wrong I, I don't think I, I, I never admit I could that be. I'm wrong <laughs> only to my wife and if you're smart, smart that's what you do yes. <laughs> no but uh, yeah Jay just came out and the two steals were he kind of came out of nowhere on him too like that was that was the pretty thing with him on those and it, it's heart and hustle per per usual with Jay Crowder on that defensive end and he came up he came up huge when they needed him yeah so we got to give a little love to Jay Crowder small bouquet are we giving small flowers to anybody flowers. else tonight or is that it yeah I feel roster. like there's one other person that we should just no. briefly hand we gotta give flowers to Devin Booker every night you that. know this 26 <laughs> points 4 assists 3 <laughs> steals Devin Booker, Devin Booker here night. your flowers okay you happy we'll move on <laughs> <laughs> isn't that just baked in don't we know Devin yeah, Booker I mean, has his flowers like, just, at this point yes yeah. but I also don't want it to get to a point where we're just overlooking what he does for I this know. team Oh, that's all so we don't have to go too far into it but he only there you gets go. flowers when he drops 40 now it's right? just one carnation <laughs> i just gave him a singular flower let's, let's make one. the devin booker rule 30 plus you get flowers uh 30 20 to 30 you get a flower okay deal <laughs> <laughs> you get a boutonniere when you uh, only have 20 to 30 whatever. um but speaking of devin there was a really pretty play between him and Chris Paul. Well, so yeah. it is time to take your shot. Presented by Arizona Department of Health Services. COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. Well, listen, DA caught a lob from Chris Paul, which I thought was super sexy. And then we turn right back around, and somebody got a steal. Who was it? Jay Crowder. Mm-hmm. And Jay 
gets the ball to CP3, and this mighty fine dose of reality to the Clippers by D Book. I mean, oh, so just beautiful basketball. I I, I want to run that again. Let's run that one more time. Uh, listen again, one more time. Jay Crowder steal. Chris full court awareness, unlike Alfred Payton, and uh, right to D Book. Beautiful flush. Uh, really got back to back alley oops. Kind of changed the game too. Everybody was hyped. It was really really loud in there. It was fun to watch. And and for all those people watching across the country that say, oh well, the Suns are boring or blah. That was an example of how they are not boring, and you gotta give this team a chance to watch them. I love that the Clippers knew, that, like it was obvious that was a lob. They could do absolutely nothing to stop it, and I, you know. And then, like I said earlier, it it set them set them up where the next time they tried to cheat on the lob because CP3 had uh, had Aiton on the other side of him, and CP3 kind of did a. I'm gonna fake that, but I'm just gonna go in and lay it up and, and put it in. And that was, I mean, that was basically the nail in the coffin at that point when CP3 did that. And then Taboo's Tibbet says that pass to McHale in the corner that put us up seven was the dagger, and it was. That was a CP3 again. Like uh, this was all CP3 orchestrated. He had a hand in the DA lob, and then the hand in the De- Devin Booker lob, and then a hand in throwing the ball over to the corner to McHale. That's why CP3 was our draft king of the game. One more time, COVID-19 vaccines are free for everyone five and older. Those 12 and older are also now eligible for a booster. Visit azhealth.gov for a location near you. Okay, so a lot of people in the chat want us to talk about DeAndre Ayton tonight. So DA didn't have the best game, right? He kind of struggled early on. He found a little bit of, of a rhythm in the second quarter, but then maybe not so much in the third I will say, though, he didn't give up. That's for sure. He kept trying. He definitely did have an impact, even though it wasn't his best for performance. So participation flower? I mean, more than a participation Listen, flower. He, he did have 12 points and 12 rebounds, <laughs> so it's not like it was that bad. He played hard. Um, he was a little <clears throat> bit lost offensively in stretches of the game. He did put it together offensively during one stretch of the game. Um, and uh, listen, he's not going to be perfect every single night. Hell, right. like, like Devin Booker will be off, you know, he'll shoot seven for like 19 one night. Right. And we consider that an off night, despite the fact that he has 25 yeah. points. Well, DA doesn't shoot that many times. And you know, like what do you shoot tonight? He shot like what? Uh, I think it was like six for six of sixteen. Yeah. Six of six. Ooh, yeah okay. it was a, what he had a, he had a stretch there where he was, he, yeah. Everything. Yeah. But, but again, he does other things on the court to help you out. And you know it was a rough game, but it wasn't it wasn't awful. He was missing that that little jump flick that had become pretty automatic for him. He yeah. was missing he was missing that kind of bouncing around the rim tonight. I I like the confidence he has in it though, and I don't want him to stop shooting it. In Absolutely not. Like so, I have no problem with the six of sixteen when he's being aggressive with it. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't like he was pulling up from eighteen and missing a bunch of those. So. Girth alert. Gerald's here, everybody. Girth alert. Who approved that? Who approved the girth alert? Uh, girth alert. Dude, it's happening now. It's happening. If you oh, fight no. it, you understand that everything you fight, Espo mm-hmm. will just continue to do. Espo? You you're the one who did it. He said girth alert first. No, I didn't. That oh, that was you. That was well, great. Sorry. That was great. Don't, Hi, don't Gerald. How are you? Reporting. That's actually Chris's fault in the chat. Chris Milton said I did. 
I'm doing great. How are you guys? We're good. Uh, give us a breakdown on what you heard from Monty tonight. Yeah, so for about the hundredth time this season, we got to ask Monty and the players about what it is about this team that allows them to execute in crunch time <laughs> when it's so close. And uh, Monty was basically just saying, you know, obviously you have two elite shot makers down the stretch with Chris Paul and Devin Booker, but you also have guys like Mikhail Bridges who, you know, they weren't afraid to take those shots last year, but they got the experience of doing so during a playoff run. And now it's kind of paying off for them. You know, he shouted out Jay Crowder's defense. He had those two steals down the stretch um, and just being a veteran leader for the Suns on that end, because as much as we talk about the Suns shot making in crunch time scenarios, their defense really locks in as well. And that was a big key for them tonight. Um, yep. So obviously that's a big focus there. But Suns are now 22-3 and three in crunch time scenarios, which is just absolutely absurd. Do you ever just want Monty to be like, well, you know, honestly, like uh, we drank a different color Gatorade today. And this is how <laughs> it goes down in the fourth quarter. And, you know, just make up some bullshit every now and then. It, I mean, we're running out of ways to ask the same question about how this team is so good down the stretch. So he might as well just start throwing us something different because <laughs> – I mean, it's just, it's unreal. Like when this game is within five points in the last five minutes of games, you just don't panic. You don't worry because this team just executes so well. And it could be any guy that hurts you on either end of the floor. You know, we talk about uh, Luke Kennard getting jammed up in the corner. Devin Booker kind of forced that steal there. And then he turns and sprints the whole length of the court and get, catches that alley-oop. And that's a big game changer momentum wise, especially here at home. So this team is just so deadly and they can beat you on both ends in the, in the clutch. How have we not gotten a Montyism about clutch time yet? I, I feel like there, yeah. I feel like there's some folksy way of of saying this team's automatic, right? I feel like usually we don't get a Montyism unless we lose. That's, That's true. Fair. I think the closest thing we got was shared success is the best success because we asked about how this team can beat you with any guy on the court. But that was probably the closest we've got. We haven't really gotten a, a crunch time one for Monty yet. Why don't you ask Fingers Monty crossed. next time? How about this? Why don't you ask Monty? Let's, let's, let's change it up a little bit. How about you be like, <laughs> what could the Clippers have done to actually win this game, Monty? <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> start, nothing. You're Ooh. so good right now. Why don't you start coaching the other team? <laughs> what, 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 mean, what, what do we do He that? would probably be like, well, Chris Paul already tells him when to take timeouts. What more do you want from <laughs> That's us? That's true. <laughs> T- Tiz Du says, Everything you want is on the other side of girth. So. Well, no. I can I, promise you it's not. Jerry must have had a rough Valentine's oh, Day man. is what he said. We all had a rough day today. Gerald, don't let them piggyback on you. Oh, I'm Gerald, not talking I about, I'm just you. Talking Hold about on. in general. Don't, don't pin this on me. Don't put this on me. I got you, Gerald. Who else did you get to talk to today? yeah we talked to uh we talked to Devin Booker and uh he was talking about because we asked him as well what the keys were down the stretch and he laughed he goes I mean I feel like you guys keep asking us the same question so he literally called us out on trying to ask about that but it was funny because him and Chris were joking about uh the lob there from Chris he was like I wasn't sure he was gonna throw it and Chris Paul was saying well I haven't seen him dunk in a while he missed that windmill dunk a few (laughs) weeks back (laughs) so uh they were in good spirits they're I mean, when you're this good, when you're five and a half games ahead of the next closest team and you're this good in the clutch, 
you know, the Clippers obviously are missing key guys, but this was a good win against a team that for whatever reason gives them problems. So they were in good spirits. Um, and they also praised Jay Crowder for his work ethic, for his defense. And they said, and Chris Paul said, in my mind, Mikhail Bridges is an all-star. He should have been a third all-star for our team. So what, what, what did you see from DA tonight? Any concerns about, you know, his inconsistency, especially offensively tonight? No, I mean, he missed some bunnies, but that's going to happen from time to time. The guy is pretty much automatic. It'll happen. Um, I think they were good shots. He just, his hook shot just wasn't following, falling at the rate that it normally does. I think he's shooting like 66% on those hook shots. So when they don't fall, it's, it's more noticeable. And I think it was noticeable too, because Ivica Zubac got off to a really hot start as well. Um, but you know, it's not a, it's not a huge deal. Like he, he played fine after that first really rough stint and he got it back together. He just missed some makeable shots. And I think he's only been back for a couple of games now, a couple of weeks, maybe. So it's not a big deal. Hello in the chat says you should ask the players about girth. <laughs> They'll never see it coming. Real quick, Gerald, uh, obviously like we kind of got into it just before you came on about, Alfred Payton, Aaron Holiday, um, and those two playing at the same time on the court. Um, I was of the, of the opinion that um, Alfred Payton was trying to keep his minutes and st- trying to keep the ball away from Aaron Holiday as much as possible. You tell me what you saw out there. Well, I think it, I think tonight the results were a little more mixed. I think in the first game, he actually set up Aaron Holiday on a couple of the threes that he made. So he was in a very... Uh, distributing mood in that game. And I think he played a really nice game because he knew that his minutes were on the line. I think tonight was a much worse experience, kind of reverting back to the typical Alfred Payton uh, adventure that we, what we call it. To. It's what we call a business decision. Yeah. His age, it, yeah. His he was like, Hey, why the fuck are you passing the ball to that dude? No, 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 no. His agent said, it, you want to stay employed, make sure that holiday guy doesn't touch the ball. Yeah, and and it's rough because Holiday actually did play pretty well tonight. He didn't play a ton of minutes, but you know, I, I pointed this out on Twitter, and it's not you know the best stat, but like total plus minus, you look at how much the Suns have outscored their opponents by this season, and you would expect all of these guys, even the bench guys, to have a decent figure there. He was only a plus three in about four hundred and some minutes this season overall. And Aaron Holiday has been here for 20 minutes of action with the Suns. He's already a plus four. So just to put that in context, <laughs> like it's not looking great for Alfred. And I'm I feel bad because like, you know, he's it's not like he's trying to go out there and, and ruin you know Suns leads or whatever. But it is looking like once Landry Shamit is back, you know, we might see Aaron Holiday slide over to the one and, and take his minutes off the bench there. Oh my God. Are you telling me that the only choice I have is Landry Shabbat or Alfred Payton? Until campaign comes oh, back. Oh, thank God. Then then you'll get campaign and Aaron Holiday. Okay, never mind. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm back. By the way, Gerald, uh, I think the chat wants a new name from Cove Crazies to flat girthers just so well, you know, that is a, that has been a big popular have you name. have you shared oh, no. have you shared this this uh, new phenomenon with your girlfriend i have not that's i have a personal not. question that's probably was, a smart move i was not trying to go the personal route like have you told her like you know what they call me in the chat now i i have not listen he doesn't need that. it at home too i'm trying to hear him <laughs> I I have not shared the unfortunate nickname. I shared the Pete Davidson thing. She was not a fan of that, so I figured the Gurr thing might just be a 
an inside the show type deal. Also, Gerald, I don't know if you knew this, but apparently your avatar and my avatar look almost (laughs) exactly the same. I didn't say almost exactly the same. People literally thought it was me making the choices. That's what I'm saying. Well, when it only when it's the three of us, when it's three, when both of your cartoons are on the screen, it's very obvious who is who. Yeah. Do we need to do we need to do a girth, wind, and fire song, DJ uh, Father? <laughs> Absolutely not. Girth, wind, and fire. Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, Avatar Defender. You can start singing "Love's Holiday" in in, in favor of uh, Aaron Holiday. Uh, Gerald, anything I else no you word. want to share with us tonight? I literally have no words. <laughs> I'm sure. We, we did it again, chat. Congratulations. Hi, Gerald. You, Thank Gerald. you. Hi, guys. Poor Gerald. You, you say that every show. Poor, poor, Gerald. poor Gerald. I know. Maybe it's more poor us. You guys make him leave every single one of these just being like. We love Gerald. Like, I, Gerald is. I don't doubt honestly, that you love Gerald. Like, Gerald is probably. Top five nicest people I've ever met. One hundred percent. Gerald yeah. is great. Top he would five. be. He'd be in my top five most beloved sons reporters of all time. All right. <laughs> Let's not get into that again. It's not a slide. Okay. Why would that be a slide? It would only be a, a slide if writers. it was like you're not on that list. Uh, yeah. that's, 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 all time. that's when it would be a slide. Um, okay, so a couple things. The first thing I want to talk about, you guys are going to get really angry about this, but oh, I awesome. think it's worth I love your setup. mentioning. I kind of just want to like light a fire and run away. Mm-hmm. Uh, Marcus Morris, he seems to always have himself a night when mm-hmm. he plays the Suns. So he had 26 against the Suns back in January when they faced off. And tonight he finished with 23. Yeah. Do you for, think he's still holding a grudge? Is yeah, this is a revenge really? game every no, time around. He's absolutely um, revenge effing the Suns. Like no sure. matter how far yes. time has passed, it will always be a revenge always. game. Really, a Morai holding a grudge? Who would have guessed? <laughs> yeah, that's that's in their mo. That I'm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, guess what, Marcus? Suck it. You're on a sub two or five hundred team, and the Phoenix Suns are the best team in the NBA. <laughs> I just wanted to get you all a little. God, I hate up. the Morai sometimes. I, all the time. I know, as well. You're not alone, so it's okay. There's a lot of people out there who, who feel the same way. But I just had to bring it up just to get you a little yeah. spicy. Th- thanks for that. <laughs> I, I was uh, fortunate for me. I was not in the valley when the whole Morai phenomenon was uh, happening. Consider or, yourself lucky. Yeah, I was. Yeah. I was still in the military, and I was out in San Antonio. Unfortunately, listening to the fucking Spurs win all the time. So, like. I, I got it from a distance, so I didn't really feel the vengeance of Suns Nation the way I obviously understand it now. So, yeah, I don't have the same affinity for the Morai as this guy does. Like, like somebody in the chat said, it may have been hello. Lindsay gives out flowers and stray bullets on this show, <laughs> and it's very accurate. Um, okay, I just wanted to to spice spice things up around here, get us both a little angry before I asked him to tell us about 
our latest sponsor um, who joined us recently, Athletic Greens. They're really awesome for a lot of different reasons. Hold on. You, you go. I want to get you angry before you have to talk about a sponsor. Yeah, so you could explain oh, how this is helping you in so many different areas of your Hold life. On. You're like, not even is, angry this anymore. This is meant to make you feel good. Exactly. And you just made Espo feel like shit right. for having okay. to talk so about Espo can be like, I can't wait to wake up tomorrow morning and have my Athletic Greens, so I feel way better than it's this like conversation. Look, the, <laughs> the Athletic Greens have just made me more centered. And uh, so you, you're you not – I'm impervious to whatever you're trying to do here, Lindsay, because with Athletic Greens, I, I wake up and I take it every morning and I get an amazing amount of energy from this. And I, this is dead serious because I got up at 5 a.m. this morning, right, to go work out, which sounds like a lie. 5 a.m.? Which sounds like a damn lie, but it was not a damn so lie. Early. I got up at 5 a.m. to go work out. And Athletic Greens actually helped me – have some freaking energy waking up that early. And, you know, it's it's just the probiotics have helped my stomach. I mean, because I still eat like crap most of the time. So I need something to settle that down. Overall, I had been looking at this long before they became uh, a sponsor. And it's really helped sure, me. Yeah. It really has helped me feel a little bit healthier, get those, those vitamins and nutrients, uh, you know, that, that – I honestly was not getting with what I eat on a regular basis, and it's it's just helped me. I feel healthier, and it's it's been exciting to to be able to feel a little bit better. As I talk about with everybody, my goal this year is to just be healthier, and uh, and that's huge. So I mean, if you want to join me on this journey, athleticgreens.com slash sons, you go mm-hmm. check it out, and uh, and you're gonna yeah. get uh, you can get some great uh, offers from them. As well as part of it, but hey, try it out with Listen. me and see what you can do. Listen. So what There's they're no- giving away is a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go to athleticgreens.com slash sons. I have now, I've changed my motive and I have changed my view on everything because we have a new official champion of crown placement. Put it back up there, Shane. Don't you fucking take that off. Yes. Nice. Shane is now the king crown placer. Sorry, Leah, you have been dethroned. That is championship level crown placement on a moving target. Very well done. Does that make me the king of ad reads? Is that what uh, what I'm getting here? No, that's that's Lindsay. Sorry, buddy. Yeah, screw that. Um, no, but you're the king. Excuse me, I just burped. What's your favorite nutrient? <laughs> you are the king. One of the seventy-five of, that the athletic green turning it around in the new year and sticking to your resolutions. I'm, I'm trying my best here. So you're doing a great job, Espo. We're all proud of you over here. Um, so yeah, check it out, athleticgreens.com/suns. I really like that crown placement. I'm. Are we gonna? Is that like a new thing, Shane? Are uh, we gonna have yeah. that every show now? Well, when somebody's acting like a king, I love this. So it should just stay on me all the time, then. <laughs> Lindsay, do you want the crown? No, no, not right now. Um, okay, that's all I got for you guys tonight. That's Anything it? else for you guys? There's yeah, no that's fun it. topic. No fun you, topic. What? There was oh, nothing fun that came out of today what? to talk about. If you had to fight a Morai, would you rather fight Marcus or Marquise? You ask the answer. Who's I the don't one know. that's injured right now? Yeah, him. <laughs> yeah, whichever. That's the right is. answer. Mar- Marcus is the one that I wouldn't want to fight. Uh, Marquise, I'd feel a little bit better about. So. <laughs> I'd job, prefer so. not to fight either of them. Of course. So you'd like to give them flowers in a dark alley. You two can take on those two. No, I, I, 
we don't need that kind of heat. <laughs> We're good. Yeah, yeah sorry. It's, I don't have. It's been a long, long day. <laughs> I don't have any fun topics for you guys. I'm really sorry. But hopefully tomorrow I will have a fun topic for you because now it's the sun's turn. Two nights in a row. Tomorrow, the second night of a back-to-back, they're pay- playing the Rockets. And that one tips off at seven. It's just like so, the Clippers back to back of Warriors Suns. You know, Clippers Rockets is a a powerhouse doubleheader. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that one tips off at seven. We will be here at six thirty p.m. with a live pregame show on our YouTube channel, and then of course live on our YouTube channel post game as well. If you can't make it, you can always listen to the audio wherever you get Maddie's, your podcast. Maddie C is really determined to make sure that Espo is delusional for waking up at five thirty in the morning. <laughs> I don't know why. You tried driving your kid to school and finding a time to work out when you work till what do we got? It's eleven uh, ten right now. I'll be up at yeah. five a.m. tomorrow doing it yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm with Manny. Like I could not. I w- There's no chance. No chance I could wake up at 5 a.m. You didn't chug in that. We apple could barely apple. get you to wake up at 5 p.m., let alone 5 a.m. This is facts. There's just no way that it Man, could happen. I'm not lying, Manny. Do I need receipts? Like, do I need to film the alarm clock going off for you? Like, yeah, do a vlog of your whole morning. Yeah. Nobody wants to see that. I for do. For multiple reasons. I would put love that. Yes, that's three people in this room alone that want to see that. Because you guys don't see enough of me doing no, stupid Espo, shit. No, Espo, please make something. I will edit it really cool. Do, 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 there you go, Espo. Dun, start dun, tomorrow. Dun, tomorrow, Espo's going to start a blog, you guys. Dun, so dun, Or a vlog. That's your exciting <laughs> news for the end of this show. Okay, we're going to go now. I'm Lindsay. You can follow me at Lindsay oh, Smith AZ. That's Saul. You can follow him at Saul underscore Bookman. And that's Espo. You can follow him at Espo. Espo, take us home. I got nothing tonight. (laughs) Ahoy, hoy.